Everyone has a lesson. Whether it's good or bad, you can learn from it. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Lessons Learned. I am so glad to have you back. The month of May is Mental Awareness Month. The purpose of this awareness is to educate the public about mental illness, such as 18% of Americans who suffer from depression, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder. I wanted this episode to be on the serious side because there are victims in the world going through mental and physical abuse. During a time like this, where we have to stay inside because of a pandemic, more victims are getting hurt. It's good to see the signs early and leave before anyone gets hurt. I have two guests explaining their stories and giving advice on how to avoid a situation like this. Hi, (laughs) Tia. What's going on? Thank you much. Thank you for being on Lessons Learned anytime so this topic today is about you know relationships and everything like that so do you have one yes of course i can talk about my very first relationship um i was with the person for about two and a half years i would i would say right and Basically, it was probably one of the worst experiences, (laughs) but, you know, lessons learned. So I feel that I learned a lot from it. I learned a lot about who I am and like what I'm going to tolerate and what I can't tolerate and just certain stuff. So basically, it was like, oh my goodness, we met when I was in high school it was just some random I was doing like um, half days of school half days in college I was doing that door enrollment so I had like a psych class at stick that was free and it was it just counted as like a college credit so I was like okay I'll take that so there was this guy that sat behind me all the time mind you I had braces like I had no confidence whatsoever you know what I mean like I don't care I was a senior he sat behind me and then all of a sudden he started like talking to me more and interacting with me more in class or whatever so he um finally like asked me for my number we would hang out every single day before I went back to high school like and chill for a little bit you know what I mean so it was great in the beginning you know what I mean finally hung out with him at his house in the beginning of everything it's always good yeah, I always say how many that. like months was that I would say maybe a solid month but I went to class like a couple days a week I would say but I would go and I would see him often you know what I mean at school a lot yeah at stick so it was also very different for me too because he was a different culture than me like you know what I mean like he had a different cultural back there, background than I did so I mean it was different from for me I was in love with him quote-unquote you know the first relationship or whatever but then as time goes on things started to get bad like I wasn't getting treated with respect um 
it would just be like we would do nothing like for each other you know what I mean like there was it was just very like dark I guess I don't know and then eventually it took a while for that stuff to be happening and just like the controlling and you know thinking that it feels like they're just kind of I don't know like he had more power over me or something like that like I guess that's controlling but it's like he had this like power trip in his head but at the end of the day like I did so much for him and his family at the end of everything and then even like for the shit that happened with us it's like it was so crazy and eventually got physical and just like not violent but like just nasty you know what I mean just very nasty and no person should ever have to go through that but like I said before when, when this started it's like lessons learned because at the end of it all I just know like how good of a person I am and I'm gonna continue to be the same exact way that I've ever been because at the end of the day that's who I am so now I'm just happy that was a while a while ago like but yeah that was my very first relationship guys it's just crazy how things end up you know and then they always come back they always try to at least but it never mm-hmm. and that they never get past that that gate that you have that metal gate at the door <laughs> mm. like no way ain't no way you're coming back nope Nope. Bye. Bye. See you <laughs> later. So I guess May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I'd like to talk about the time I dated someone who is emotionally abusive. And um, when I met this person, I thought they were really charming and like they had a bit of an ego but it was in a way that was like this confidence was very uh like it lured me in and I was just like this person is really cool and like they have a lot of friends and I was kind of drawn to them and like a very superficial like in high school want to date the popular guy kind of way um and so in the beginning he was very persistent he made it very obvious he liked me And then he slowly started kind of like just very subtly pulling back and I was I started to feel like really jealous and insecure and I was like super desperate to be with him and I felt like you know if I don't act now this person won't be into me and I have to kind of like pin him down as my boyfriend before he loses interest or like I have no idea um so I ended up asking him out and he said yes and to this day I wonder if he actually wanted to date me, (laughs) but we dated for three and a half years. And what happened was I was just completely degraded into feeling really low self-esteem. And it was a very slow and insidious process. And I just like to talk about how it happened, what it was like, and um, just share my story. I think now, I mean, in the moment, I just felt like he was my boyfriend and I loved being with him. And he was like, he was my everything, my world. And I kind of isolated from myself from my friends because I just wanted to be with him. Like no one else made me as happy as him. 
And now I realize that he was fulfilling this thing inside me that was very insecure and wanted to be approved of. Um, and he kind of fed my self-esteem a little bit. But then he also sort of would leave me wanting more and leaving me wanting more compliments and everything. There's kind of like this back and forth of like almost this intermittent gambling, like satisfy my insecurity a little bit and then just be really distant. And over time, this back and forth really degraded my self-esteem and made me very, very desperate to be with him. Um, And I really felt that deep down he was my most redeeming quality and that like I couldn't do things without him like I wouldn't find a new roommate if it wasn't for his social circle Um, I needed his help with assignments and now looking back on it I know that those things weren't true it's just that he kind of questioned my ability to do things so I started to doubt myself so he would say things in the beginning of our relationship that made me feel like really beautiful, really special. And then as time went by, I would kind of catch him in these lies. Like he would tell me like I was the only person with like these features that he had been with. And like, I was, you know, he's never experienced someone like me before. And then, you know, after three and a half years, I'd learned more about his exes and other girls he's been with. And I'd learned that like he was just lying to me and finding these things out that I felt were my only redeeming qualities that they were just complete lies it was soul crushing because my whole self-esteem was attached to what he thought of me um so i found out i wasn't special or unique to him it was just like it was just absolutely devastating um and what would happen is i would start to go into these kind of like fits I guess like these almost like panic attacks but not exactly it wasn't really caused by anxiety it was just like this really intense self-hatred and I would like I would some I remember I threw like a mason jar at the wall in my apartment once and like I would scream at the top of my lungs and like it was a lot of crying (laughs) a lot of crying and he was just kind of paint me like I was crazy and I needed help and he wouldn't really take any responsibility in the situation and I learned now that he was gaslighting me and if you don't know what gaslighting is it's a tool abusers use to manipulate people into questioning their own sanity so um my therapist said that if a person comes to her and said like oh they made me feel crazy that's kind of a sign to her that something's a little bit wrong because that's what gaslighting does you just feel like you're insane and this person though it's not obvious at the time it's because this person is is getting you to question things about yourself and your sanity and over three and a half years of gaslighting you do question your sanity and you do feel crazy and um he would immediately agree if i mentioned feeling unstable or crazy he'd always just be like yeah you are and um i felt like i was always misinterpreting what he was saying and uh just like i figured it was because my mind was sick like i wasn't well i needed help i needed help from like a mental health professional or something like i needed therapy when really he was just he was shady he was just saying things that him the whole time 
Yeah, it was him the whole time, but he kept pointing the finger at me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm the problem because I didn't feel independent enough to really accept that he was the problem and ultimately I needed to leave him. He kept saying how good I looked skinny. And I was really skinny because I would work out multiple times a week. I would eat a vegan diet consisting of less than like 800 calories a day. Like my meals would be like a bowl of quinoa and like a massive bowl of broccoli. And that would be like all I'm eating. And he was very like persistent that I needed to be vegan. And like if I was watching a cooking show or something where they are making like meat or fish, you would just be like, why are you watching this? You like you're vegan. Why do you care about non-vegan food? And so I ended up weighing 98 pounds by the end of our relationship and I'm 5'5", so that is like extremely skinny. And I remember I was like going to the gym and I almost passed out one day and like my body was telling me something was wrong, but because I wanted to be like his hot vegan girlfriend or like I felt like being vegan made me more desirable to him than like other girls. So I kept up the diet even though it was extremely unhealthy for me. Um, and eventually I started hating myself so much like I wasn't happy with my body I wasn't happy with this obsessive fear of him cheating on me that like I ended up to deal with the self-hatred to deal with all these conflicting feelings to deal with feeling so powerless I would actually like I would cut myself like self-harm and stuff um And it's just because I didn't have the emotional capacity to, like, hate myself anymore. I needed to actually, like, physically do something to myself. It wasn't, like, I couldn't bear with the thoughts anymore. So I started expressing it in actions. And I thought if I could physically... Another thing that was really big about cutting myself was if I could show him the cuts, he would see physical sign of how much he was hurting me and I figured if he could empathize if he could see it instead of me just telling him I'm hurting that he would finally care for me um and over time I've come to realize that the fact that he cared so little about me is very bizarre And his lack of empathy for me is very bizarre. And I've been told that he has narcissistic personality disorder. Which is, like, it's a bit different than, like, just looking in the mirror and being like, oh, I love myself. Like, people with narcissistic personality disorder, they lack empathy for other people. They're, like, very self-absorbed. They have incredibly low self-esteem, so they feel the need to, like, have almost, like, it's almost like being parasitic. Like, they leech onto a person that they feel like will feed their self-esteem and they just drain them of every ounce of confidence they have. And it makes the narcissist feel satisfied and better. And I saw near the end of our relationship when I was really, really, really hurting, when I just felt I had no redeeming qualities anymore, I was just useless that he started to lose a lot of interest in me, but he still would not break up with me because emotionally and mentally abusing me still served him 
still made him feel better. And I remember begging him to leave me, like, just saying, like, please just break up with me if that's what you need to do just like do it and he would always refuse to and I never felt strong enough to break up with him because I felt like I still loved him and I wanted the relationship to work but I could tell like there was something wrong um and he just wasn't putting effort into it and he just didn't care so um the way things ended was that I was about to graduate college and I got this opportunity to study in another state and it was like a three-month internship so I would he wouldn't come with me I would go alone and um, so we knew that I was going to leave for the summer to do this internship like a couple months before I was actually leaving and I've heard that this can be a really dangerous time for people in abusive relationships because the abuser tends to be um feel like scared or they don't want to lose their victim because they benefit from the abuse they feel better from it so they can actually become more abusive and more dangerous knowing that you are about to leave them and so two weeks before i left he actually assaulted me in my sleep um and he's never owned up to this to this day. He's never given me an apology for it. And we were, I trusted him for three and a half years. He didn't do anything to me for three and a half years. And then one night I just, I woke up to him basically like about to assault me. And um, he just said like he was half asleep. He didn't know what he was doing. But yeah, but all my guy friends, they're like, no, like you can't the act that he was doing when I woke up to him like you can't do that when you're half asleep like anybody would wake up and even if he was half asleep or sleepwalking that's still therapy inducing if you assault people in your sleep so the fact that his response was just to deny and deny and deny is like very odd to me and that night I wasn't, I didn't even, I said something about feeling unsafe around him, that he wouldn't go home. Um, and we kind of just lived our lives like it never happened. And it's something that I still really uh, feel unsafe about to this day. I mean, it messes with your head when you are trusting someone for three and a half years and then they do that to you. It kind of messes with the your trust in relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, I broke up with him during my internship, and now he's married to someone a year later. And um, I want to be happy for him. I want to think he's become better, but I don't see how that's possible in such a short amount of time. And I really fear for her. I really feel like something bad is going to happen to her like what happened to me and it's I don't see how someone that sick can reform themselves within a year after they showed no remorse for like these really horrible things that they did to me and I called him before he got married um I didn't know he was even seeing someone I found out they were married through Facebook um 
And we were still talking, like trying to be friends after I broke up with him. He never mentioned his new wife. Um, and he said that I needed to apologize for damaging him, that I was really bad for his self-esteem and that I was really horrible to him. And it kind of made me feel like maybe I was the abusive one. Like, because, but now I see this, like I was protecting myself. My screaming and crying and self-mutilation and trying to like get him to see I was hurting. Like, I guess it can look like abuse to some degree, but it's like, it was all just- Because of him. Yeah, so, and I've always been a little bit insecure, but like never like I was in the relationship. And I feel like being insecure growing up really made me vulnerable to someone taking advantage of me like that. So, yeah, it's pretty scary looking back on it. I can't believe I went through that for three and a half years. So what would be your lesson for everyone? So I think that I felt in the relationship a lot was that I had to fight to get him to care about my emotions. I had to make um, arguments for why what I thought mattered. And I realized now that if you feel like if someone feels in a relationship that they're not being understood and this person just doesn't care and they have to make a case for why they should be considered, like, that's not healthy. And if that happened to me nowadays, I would consider leaving the person. Like, I would not put up with that again because I think that could be a sign that someone um, is dangerous because it's a very slow, slow, slow process. So so being okay with those things over just a couple months, it messes with your psychology and all of a sudden you just feel so desperate to be with that person and really dependent on them. Um, and they could be abusing you and you might not even realize it. So also, I'm in a relationship now and it is wonderful and I know what true love feels like and I was really really happy that I had the opportunity out of state to leave and to meet someone else um, because I think true love is out there I think there are people that can treat people right and I mean I don't feel like there's some things I have to work through in therapy to this day I broke up with this person I think two and a half years ago now, and I'm still in therapy. I'm still having nightmares about the relationship. Um, but I don't think it's like I'm a damaged person for it. It's just everyone takes their own time to process things. And my new partner is very supportive of it. So I say like, if you, if someone does kind of resonate with my story, it's like, don't feel like you're damaged and you'll never find someone and things like that, because that's just not true. It's not true for me. And there is recovery from this. There is a better life after a bad relationship. And even if it's not abuse, maybe it's just unhealthy. Maybe it's just um, a bit toxic. Like, still, there are people out there that are not toxic, that are good for you. So just don't settle. I think that's my lesson is don't settle. <laughs> Last year in 2019, the mental health organization created a campaign called For Mind for Body. 
This was to encourage people all around the country to focus on healthy aspects of their lives in order to promote mental wellness. Here are some things to promote mental wellness. Have eight hours of sleep. Consume more whole grains. Drink at least three liters of water per day. Exercise at least 30 minutes a day. Stay away from toxic people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Engage positive thoughts. Learn how to manage your own stress. Take time to yourself every day. Thank you for listening and check back for more episodes. Got any ideas and want to share? Message me on Lessons Learned social media accounts or email me at learnedlessons2020 at gmail.com.